0: Welcome to The Witness, true stories of children and gender identity. Conversations about gender identity are happening in homes and hospitals, therapy offices, and classrooms. This podcast invites you to bear witness to how gender identity impacts children and families. All of the testimonies that you will hear have been anonymously shared with Partners for Ethical Care. These stories have been shared by individuals who have agreed to have their experiences published in order to bring awareness and to document what is happening. We invite you to listen and bear witness.
1: going to share a long personal story in hopes that it might help some of you. As background, like many of your daughters, mine never showed any indication of wanting to be a he in her entire life. All of the common markers of being vulnerable, in hindsight, were in place. Her dad and I divorced. Both of us have since remarried and the kids love both step parents. She is highly intelligent. She isn't sporty and had felt bad about herself because of it. She had early puberty. She had a friend who moved away. We live in an expat country who got sucked into this there, who she was banned from speaking to, but continued to repeatedly. This poor girl is a bit of a mess and her parents are dealing it with the best they know how to. She likes anime and role play She got into discord because of anime during lockdown, which took a terrible turn, and at that point I had no idea about it. She felt isolated during online COVID learning and spent more time online despite our concerns. She had access to more and more girls shifting into trans and encouraging her to do so. And she wanted to label her teen ups and downs as something, common for young girls these days, so transgender felt like her safe harbor. Just under a year ago, her father and I got a scripted coming out letter. She had just turned 13. She wanted to be called John, I've changed that name for privacy, and buy binders and be called they, not she. Her friends were all on board. Then started my deep dive, reading tons of research, videos, Facebook groups, speaking with other parents. I think this is the crucial point in a parent's way of handling this, one which is often the point we miss and where we can hit the point of no return. I joined one Facebook group which had thousands of members and posted a very heartfelt post typed through floods of tears. I was questioning the movement, was highlighting the pharmaceutical involvement and what was clearly indoctrination, which I found while searching through her laptop. I said that in my deepest intuition, this was not the right path for my daughter, and I couldn't understand how so many people were drinking the Kool-Aid. With the exception of a very few kind women who spoke with me about their stories privately, to say I was slaughtered was an understatement. I think I broke the group's record for number of comments on my post. I was kind and many came to my defense, but the overwhelming majority told me I was a horrible mother, that I wasn't listening to my daughter, that she would kill herself if I didn't agree to these changes. I left the group. What followed was months of deep diving and a lot of family talks and my daughter continued to access info despite being told she couldn't. My goal was, and we are nearly there, to get her to see for herself that she was being manipulated, that women have fought for centuries for equality, that women are badasses who need to love themselves for being women and that changing your body doesn't deal with any underlying issues around being a vulnerable teen in an insanely digital age. The other common theme amongst trans parents is that most are open-minded like we are, so the parental boundaries that need to be set in dealing with cases like these are necessarily extreme and often in opposition to our parenting styles. Yet after reading Irreversible Damage, My conviction and what we needed to do became stronger. Her phone was taken. I had a computer expert come and make all sorts of changes to her access on her laptop. I regularly check her laptop. She watched dysphoria with me. We talked a lot and she sees a counselor who specializes in teen girls to boost her self-esteem and to get her out of this. She has said she liked the attention this gave her amongst her peers. In the maelstrom of it, I was accused of being a transphobe, and she lied a lot about what she was getting up to, over and over, which is why we ultimately had to change settings on her laptop. I told her that if anyone in our family or friend group thought she was really a he, someone would step up in support of her. We had many conversations where I told her she might not always like me, but that she's always trusted me as a mother and that she needed to be open to doing so again. She no longer identifies as trans and her friends no longer call her John. She is bi and I'm okay with that. Funny enough, I also think someday she will be with a man, but I don't care one way or another as long as she feels whole. I think we are 80% out of the woods. I don't dare take my foot off the pedal. I told her I would take her out of school and move to textbook learning if that's what it took to get her away from being brainwashed, and I still stand by that. I have written to the school about it, who are still in denial with the issue, yet to their credit have stepped up around the dangers of predators and bad influences online. My takeaways, do what it takes as early as possible to break the connection. This might involve banning friendships, we've had to with a few friends, changing schools and taking devices. Have your daughters watch dysphoria with you and read about the other side of the story. Seek sympathetic professional help as there is a root cause And as parents are often in our daughter's minds, unsympathetic noise. Think of it as a problem that you won't quit working on until you've solved it, even though it might take unbelievable time and energy. Divert attention into hobbies, family time, sports, anything non-digital. When this all first started, we used the, when you're 18, you can make whatever choices you want line. But we don't anymore, as that still validates the notion that she is trans. Spend as much time as you can with your daughter, even if she says no. Just be together, reconnect in whatever way you can, so that she remembers that you're on her side, always have been and always will be. My goal is to get my daughter to understand for herself how dangerous this is for her and others like her. She can now say of her own accord that she was indoctrinated. She can now say that she thinks any young girl with issues should have at least one year of counseling before she can pursue the path of testosterone. I am grateful that her eyes have slowly opened on her own but I appreciate that she is still a vulnerable teen, so I am extremely proactive in making sure she's fully out of the woods. My hope, which I know is a long shot, is that she will use that same strong leadership quality that she's always had to speak out against this path. I work hard on the angle of how amazing a gift it is to be a woman and constantly reinforce that ups and downs are normal and that she doesn't need to be fixed or become someone else. She just needs to trust that life has good days and bad days and that she just needs to step onto the path of self-love. Ironically, I'm a healer and a coach. And while she does do some sessions with me, I know that in a case like this, where kids are told that their own parents are against them, I needed the help of someone outside of this. I wrote all this in hopes that it can help some of you. I respect my daughter's privacy in this, so I've withheld our names, and it has been hard for me to come forward with my story. This issue breaks my heart for all young girls. We are planning to leave our expat country next year, returning home yet i won't leave until i know 100 percent that my daughter won't get sucked in again and i have a strong feeling that i will end up becoming very vocal about these issues wherever we end up i have a feeling that my healing practice might involve this very issue with other teen girls
0: This has been The Witness, true stories of children and gender identity. The Witness podcast shares these stories to give voice to individuals who cannot share their stories publicly due to the possibility of losing their jobs, their friends, and their children. All stories are confidential and anonymous. You can share your story, too. Go to partnersforethicalcare.com and click the Share Your Story button. We welcome your story, your time, and your donation to support this important work. Partners for Ethical Care is a nonprofit organization made up of individual volunteers from across the globe focused on one mission, to raise awareness and support efforts to stop the unethical treatment of children by schools, hospitals, and mental and medical health care providers under the duplicitous banner of gender identity affirmation. We believe that no child is born in the wrong body. Thank you for listening and bearing witness. Thank you.